Hello and welcome back to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide in Berlin, and like many of you, I'm currently unemployed. I hope your weekend was alright, maybe you did some mad partying. Did you get those Friday vibes out of your system? Well, here we are back at the beginning of the week. I believe it's Monday today. And we're starting the week with a story of a couple in Berlin. You know, skin on skin is, um, is, is, is quite important. And no, don't worry, this isn't meant in any sexual way. So I'm not meaning this in a sort of sexual way. This week, we're focusing on quarantine and travel stories about people that actually contracted the virus. Well, I actually was very surprised when I got the positive result from the test. And people that narrowly escaped a complete lockdown in a foreign country. I um, took the last flight out of Bangkok. But first, we're going to listen to a lockdown story of two tour guides called Sam Wisniewski and India Jewel. They were one of the first to experience the impact the virus was going to have on Berlin life. Uh, because uh, as I remember, you were one of the first people to sort of quarantine yourself. Well, that's right. My flatmate was one of the first uh, cases in Berlin. So I gave them both a call. The first voice you're going to hear is that of India. Here is our conversation. Um, what what language are you doing? I'm doing Polish. <laughs> of course, Polish. Uh, my ancestors are from Poland, so I've always wanted to learn. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me sooner to just download Duolingo like everyone else, but I only got it like five days <laughs> days ago. So. And what, what what have you learned so far? Um, I have learned how to say this breakfast is old. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say that? <laughs> nice. It's always the same kind of crazy, crazy sentence constructions in Duolingo. Yeah, it's like the dog is evil. <laughs> the dog is evil. The kids are hungry. I am an apple. Yeah, exactly. I am an apple. Exactly. Do you feel? Do you feel them at this moment? Uh, it's it's a good time to learn a language. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, there's there's like not really that much else to do, is there? And now it's like you have the mental space for it because I, I don't I feel because like working as a guide, I'm usually so just kind of tired when I come home. And now since I don't really have that, it's like good to keep the mind busy with something new, something like completely different than what I'm used to, like talking and thinking about. And also, yeah, just, you know, you can do it for hours basically <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i'm not i don't want to paint myself as like i've been super effective and productive this whole time i have not but i've been super lazy i've been sleeping a lot <laughs> i've i've been really lethargic at times as well um and i've been primarily just glued to my phone for days at a time so it's been really frustrating personally just like oh i, I can't like tear myself away um but there's little tiny sparks here and there of of productiveness so um and and the duolingo thing was really good because it was like okay at least if i'm like addicted to my phone i'll i'll get the satisfaction of staring at a screen but i'll be doing something <laughs> productive you you also um have been n not just not just writing music as you just did but also recording it and, and sort of putting it out there like um yeah i've seen i've seen some some videos of you coming by where you've as, as i believe it's like one of the first times you actually let people hear your music yeah it is it is the first time 
Um, I mean, that was really fun. Like, I, uh, I think what was really nice about it was um, there's a, a lot of people in Berlin who don't actually really know that I make music. Um, so I think it kind of came as a surprise to maybe a few people. There was a good response, at least to the, well, there's been a good response to all of it, but um, there was a good response to especially the first video that I put up. Um, and yeah, no, that, that was really fun. And I, I want to keep doing it. But again, I was kind of overcome with laziness lately. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to post more videos, record more songs. But, you know, weirdly in Berlin, since I've been I mean, a lot of people when I used to live in Munich, a lot of people like knew like, yeah, I'm a singer and blah, blah, blah. But here in Berlin, I just feel like with a lot of people, I just it just never came up for some reason. Um, also because I took a hiatus from doing anything with it and it was a really complicated situation that kind of, uh, stressed me out a lot. So it's kind of something I didn't even really want to talk about. Um, but now I'm just at the point where, um, I don't really care. Um, I don't really care necessarily about the, the fruit fruits of, of it. I just need to do it. You know, I just need to put it out there. How have you? How have you? How have you found the isolation in general? I know that at some point, um, Sam, uh, your boyfriend was, uh, well, in in quarantine. You couldn't really see him. How, how have you experienced that? Uh, that was really, that was really monotonous. <laughs> um, he was. He started self isolating around sometime around like March fourteenth. I went into quarantine when the outside situation was still relatively normal and I was worried that I was personally going to be missing out on work. You were actually one of the first people to actually have a yeah, quite direct um, bit of contact with COVID-19 uh, because as I remember, you were one of the first people to sort of quarantine yourself. Well, that's right. My flatmate was one of the first uh, cases in Berlin um, first confirmed cases um, when the, the official numbers were still in the dozens rather than the, the hundreds uh, and then sort of everything outside started changing uh, playing catch up with um, our own situation in our uh, in, in our apartment his roommate you know basically got tested um, the next day um, which means then I didn't get to see him for um, like exactly three weeks to the day, basically, um, or, or just like, or 22 days, something crazy like that. How, how, how did you, yeah, how, how was it go, to, to go through this quarantining? Even though it was, I was right at the coalface, if you like, and it was, it was so personally close. I still didn't know any, any more than anybody else did about it. Um, the, the, fir the first couple of days were a little bit, um, I was a little bit on edge because I knew my flatmate had it. And, <clears throat> I was, I was being extremely careful with, you know, every, every surface that I touched and every move that I made. I didn't want to be, you know, we, we weren't supposed to be in the same rooms as one another. And I was sort of, even though I was being very careful, I was sort of resigned to getting it. And I was kind of resigned to, you know, in a few days time coming down with terrible fever. And I was a little bit fearful because I didn't know if, um, if I was going to suffer terribly as a result of it or if I would be okay. But the, the somewhat bizarre thing was that I never showed any symptoms at all. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm reasonably sure that I must have contracted it because I, I think it, given how infectious it seems to be, I can't believe living with somebody with the virus, I couldn't have caught it unless I was extremely lucky. So I wonder if I was one of the apparently 30% of cases are, are asymptomatic. That's the statistic I've heard. So I wonder if I'm one of one of them. Um, so it's, it's been a slightly surreal experience, to be honest. Um, the, the severity of the measures that have been imposed on me personally, you know, being told that I'm getting letters in the post from the, the health uh, uh, authorities telling me I'm, I'm not allowed to leave the house. And if I leave the house, I'll go to jail for two years or I'll have to pay a fine. Or, and getting getting a phone call from the Gesundheits app every single day um, to check on me. All the while, I feel totally fine. <laughs> so it's been a somewhat surreal experience. Um, I think if anything, it was harder for India. Those three weeks, it was... Um, and also at that time, I was living alone because my flatmate moved out like already a while ago. And so on the one hand... Um, it, it was okay because when you're alone, you kind of have to be self-reliant and like, like if I, if I get bored, I need to do something about it. But for the most part, I think for the first like week, at least I was just watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> um, so it was mainly, it was, it was hard at points. It was like emotionally up and down a lot when you're, or I find this when I'm alone, there's, you're, you're kind of, um, completely subject to your own thoughts and your own emotions and you don't really have anyone next to you to get you out of your own head and your own headspace so if you're like me like my imagination kind of runs away with me sometimes um, and if you're already you know if you wake up for example feeling a bit down um it's kind of hard to pull yourself out of that sometimes. And so I found that I had, I had good days, but I also had not so good days. But now we're able to uh, see one another again. So that's, that's been really, uh, really wonderful. And actually I didn't realize how much I, you know, <laughs> the human contact is quite important. Um, you know, as much as we talk about the sort of the digital connectivity that we have, um, like actually, uh, you know, skin on skin is, um, is, is, is quite important. For you know, making you feel, um, making you feel good, um, and not even in, in a sort of a. I'm not meaning this in a sort of sexual way, but uh, yeah, being in physical proximity to other people, it, it's like it's kind of quite good for you, I think. Well, he got out of isolation, or well, like, like official quarantine, at midnight on April second or something. So he actually came like very very late after April first, like late in the night. Um, he came over and stayed you know i think for like five days or something um and that's usually like he, he's been staying for a couple of days then goes home for a couple of days then comes back for a couple of days yeah you so you, you you do see each other but you you still keep living separate a little bit yeah um he has like actual work that he has to do and like deadlines <laughs> um so he probably i think finds it a little bit easier to self-motivate than I do. Um, so he has to he has to go home to actually be able to work. I'm trying to improve my, my German skills. I was meant to be doing a, an intensive German class um, in this time anyway um, with, a, with, a, with a teacher. Um, but, and so that's now just become Skype lessons. Um, and that's, that's been pretty good. That's kind of 
allow me to be somewhat productive and work on things. I'm also doing a master's uh, part time, um, so I've got some that's some work to do to do on on that front. I, I got to say, I, I mean, as much as you want to be able to say that in this time you're you're purely dedicating yourselves to the to self betterment and uh, you know keeping fit and staying in touch with friends and family. I, I think I mean a lot of the time is also spent just sitting around doing nothing, <laughs> uh, wasting time on the internet, um, you know, just just frittering the minutes away in, in, in a way that, you know, you really wish you, you weren't doing, but you find yourself doing it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like also I, I, trying to read a bit more, like um, it's, it's somehow difficult. I find it difficult to focus and read pages and... Uh, especially when it's nonfiction, it's like, oh, it's difficult. Like all the, the nonfiction books that I, I'm thinking of reading, I'm just thinking, what does it all matter? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one thing. One thing I've learned is that all, all those things that I, I, I said I was going to do, if only I had the time, um, I've learned that the issue was never having the time, it was having motivation. <laughs> Even when you've got unlimited time, uh, you still don't do them. <laughs> uh, at least not in the way you, you would you, you would wish to. Um, uh, but I, but I think I think that's okay. I think um, I think I, I I've, I've sort of reconciled myself to the fact that um, you know I'm not some kind of a terrifyingly efficient machine when it comes to you know, productively using every minute of every day um, towards some higher purpose. Uh, I, I, I think it, I think it's. I, th I think we're almost kind of we're, we're almost drilled to deny that we just. I mean, even, even the language of, of time wasting. I mean, I, I don't even know if I want to call it time wasting. Maybe, maybe there is actually maybe this time we spend frittering our time away and not doing anything in inverted commas productive. Maybe there is actually some use to that, but we just don't we just don't ascribe it that way. We just don't, we don't uh, we we, uh, we don't think of it that way. It's been it's been a, a month since since that date roughly uh, a month uh, almost precisely since uh well shit hit the fan so to say well how do you how do you look on look sort of back on that now how, how, how do you feel about your sort of being unemployed i mean i, th I think the, the biggest worry of all of this has not been medical but has rather been economic existential if you like it started off as a question of how long will I personally not be able to work for? Because at the, at the very beginning, I thought this might not have, have the the massive total impact that it has had on everybody, um, and that's grown into: will my job even exist in the same way that it exists existed uh, at any point in the future? Never mind, you know, in in some weeks or some months. I, I find it very difficult to worry about it. I find it very difficult to be thinking about alternatives. I think I think because it's still not clear whether we will be able to go back to work in 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 a, in a couple of months or if um, this kind of work won't exist again. <laughs> my, my my instinct is it will be more towards the, the former. Um, but I think some of my friends and colleagues might are, are thinking it's maybe the, it, it it could be um, the latter. I think now I'm 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 okay with it. I mean, like obviously, I I really miss my job. Um, a lot um and that 
it it feels like I'm missing a like a I said that to to Sam, my roommate yesterday, like feels like a part of my heart is missing right now. But um I've definitely grown used to now just the the life that we have because there's not really much else you can do so looking back on on that um i am a lot less stressed about it than i was at the time when it hit well i'd like to thank you so much for for chatting to me i I hope that maybe in the future we can chat again and sort of see where you're at where your head's at and and how you think about your current situation uh, if that's okay with you totally Absolutely. Hey, um, Sam, it was a pleasure talking to you. Sounds good, man. I hope this was in some way useful for your project. Uh, it was very nice to talk to you and have, have your, your voice occupy my room. It was great. And um, for now, I just uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. You too. Cheerio, Walter. Thanks again. That were Sam Bisniewski and India Jewel navigating a relationship during Corona times. Now, when I read the message that Sam was going to go into isolation, I remember thinking, oh, look at that. Someone I know contracted a virus. What are the odds? At this point, hardly any of us realized that probably many people in Berlin had already been infected and that social distancing was just about a week away. India spoke about how nice it was to have the flat by herself, though when the lockdown struck, it all of a sudden felt really lonely. I'm oddly jealous of people who have roommates or who are isolating at least with one other person right now. Who would have thought that living in a flat share could be a thing of envy? If you enjoyed this episode of The Low Season, if you felt it made some sort of a difference, I'd be very happy to hear it. Send me a message at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. That also goes, of course, for recommendations and other people I should have on the show. The Low Season is a daily beast with new episodes coming out every day, Monday to Friday. So if you don't want to miss a single conversation, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your fix. Tomorrow, we're back with a tour guide that single-handedly put Berlin's comedy scene on lockdown. We call the Corona Information Hotline to talk about German bureaucracy and why this feels different to 9-11 and the 2008 crash. And now everybody has this problem. So even if you apply for Hartsphere, there is no longer a stigma. There is no stigma of failure. Music is by Mark Schilders, artwork by Sergio Membrias. Georgia Ryungu made marvelous coconut and chocolate ice cream. We're back tomorrow. Speak soon, my friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I, given that people are sort of thinking a lot more about it, I wonder if our sort of social practices are going to, with, with regards to that, are going to are going to change quite a lot. When you greet somebody in Britain, you're never quite sure whether it's a handshake or a hug. And then when you meet people from the continent who do the kisses, you can never remember whether it's left side or right side, or is it one or is it two. Um, and I've always thought, you know, the kind of the British way of doing it is to sort of just make sure that it's awkward. That's the that that that, that means you've done it right.